Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. All right, well, welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. Ileana's enjoying her Rita's Italian ice (laughs) from earlier. I was going to take a break during the podcast. It's probably going to be good. There's no, uh, no one needs to hear you eating Italian ice during the podcast. As Matt has reminded me, we are not doing ASMR on our podcast. No, because that's disgusting. No one wants to hear that. So what does even that stand for? What you ASMR? Mean? Is it like something inappropriate? Oh, I don't know. Does it have a, does it, is it stand for something? I oh, I you, assumed right? it did. Audio, spatial, audio. Mechanical robot. It's probably, it has to start with Someone audio. Someone sent us a message and tell us what it means. <laughs> I, yeah. It does. It has to do that. Yeah, it does. I never, I never thought of it, but obviously ASMR is, has to stand for something. Let's stop talking about that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. But yes, Rita's is good. I've been, the Have first you ever had I've Rita's been. before? I, okay, so when we went there, I thought I hadn't been there, but um, I remembered they came to our church car show, didn't they? And I got to eat it from the food truck there. Was that Rita's or was that the cow? No, I think it was Rita's. So we have this place here in maryland where we live called the cow which is good it's kind of like rita's where they do have like custard and also yeah it's good um obviously most people probably have heard of rita's or at least know rita's pretty big chain but there's a place also here in maryland specifically in mount airy in damascus maryland which is this local area called jimmy cone jimmy cone and jimmy cone Mm. is only open during like regular ice cream april 1st to uh, probably like september october i think they close like october yeah it's just closed in the winter but it is amazing and i'm kind of an ice cream snob but it's good i think i like it though because they only have soft serve there and that's my favorite kind of ice cream if you can't tell the weather is getting nicer and man i like to go get ice cream a lot so yeah how many times do you think we've gotten ice cream already let's count we've been to jimmy cone at least three times (laughs) have we and rita's and we ordered we got ice cream from the grocery store to make and that lasted days. like three nights. So we've had like eight or nine things of ice cream. That's a lot of ice cream. <laughs> to be fair, it went from being low 30s to high 80s. In, a, in, in one a, week. So now we're just living it up. Okay, what are we talking about today? Ice cream? Sure. People like to hear about what we do. The fruit of the spirit. Ice cream. Eliana <laughs> just wants to jump right into it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. We're just in a task mode. Okay. Well, anyway, we are continuing our series on the fruit of the spirit. How about you tell them? Because you were so in, you're so ready to get into it. <laughs> we're continuing our series on the fruit of the spirit. So we've done love, joy, and peace so far. Yeah. Today we're skipping patience, and we're just <laughs> going to go on to the kindness. I'm not being patient as we start you're this not. podcast. <laughs> Do you have somewhere to be? But no, we're just kidding. <laughs> no, not really. Now we are talking about patience, yeah. which is. An interesting topic, I feel like, because there's lots of times where I feel like, at least in my own life, I'm very patient, and lots of times where I feel like I'm not at all. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this yesterday, okay. or a couple of days ago. Patience is something that, no matter how many times, at least for me, maybe not everybody feels this way, no matter how many times you have to exercise patience sometimes seems to get harder in seasons you know like 
Yeah. I feel like... You can't really get better at it. Yeah, you can. Like you can. But it's, and it's, we never it's master any different. of these. We never master any of these things, but like love or joy for, or even peace, for example, I feel like the times where I've had to practice those, they've allowed me to, the next time I have to do that, to be better at it. Patience is not like, like I was thinking about like when you go out to eat, this is a silly example, but like you're waiting for your food to come. When you're three years old or however little you are, when you understand your free food, like that's hard. And even today, right? Like, I don't like waiting for my food. It's hard to be patient in that. So it's like, that's a Why silly thing. Why do you think example. that is? Because I am not patient. That's not how. That's, you can use a definition. Selfish. Maybe. Interesting. That's a good analogy. And I don't know if that's just like a Western culture thing. Like, we're always in a hurry. Because I was thinking about different places. That, I never even told you I was thinking about all this. I was thinking about different places that we've lived. Okay. And You and I together? Or separately, yeah. Okay. Just like where I've lived and how this pace of life in that city changes your patience tolerance. Does that make sense? Like, for example, I went from living in Chicago to then going mm. back to home to living with my parents in this very small rural town. Yeah. Where, Shout out Fremont, Michigan, home of Gerber. Gerber. <laughs> where you are like <laughs> waiting behind tractors in like Amish buggies and like the pace of life has to be slower. Like your patient's tolerance has to go up because of the surround your surroundings. Yeah. Versus Chicago, we never had to wait for anything. I could go wherever I wanted and wasn't waiting for anybody, you know? Yeah. And so it was just interesting. It's funny. I think... I think it was at Moody where a professor was talking about a book that had talked about city, the, the difference between a city and the country and how cities are inherently designed for all the sinful things that humans desire. Ooh. And I was like, whoa. And I, was, I remember reading, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember the book. I was reading part of it and they're basically saying, you know, you can have anything you want at absolutely any moment. There is no practice of virtue. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah. All these things are immediately available to yeah. you. Uh, you're automatically stacked on top of one another. There's no sense of, you don't have a sense of boundaries anymore, of space. Uh, because you're in this environment, you're constantly short with people, rude to people. That's why there's a culture of like, oh, you think if you're walking on the street in New York and like people are rude, you know, whether that's True. not everyone's obviously rude, but there is something to be said about that. And yeah. you know, people always say, oh, we know around the country, everyone's smiling, everyone's so nice. And you're like, why is that? And it kind of goes back to, I think, well, just tying it back into patience. You're right. When we lived in Chicago or even like Dallas, for example, yeah. Dallas was just a little harder because you had to drive everywhere. Yeah. Chicago, you just take a bus or a train. Be, be across town in a couple minutes but you could have absolutely anything, anything you wanted at any moment yeah there was not even an environment to practice patience yeah and i think there's a longing in our country right now for a slower lifestyle yeah people are moving away from cities and like, this is not an anti-city podcast by any means oh no guys. i mean we've we lived, lived in there awesome cities i love, love chicago i love dallas yeah. like but it's just something to think about yeah it is I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, it's interesting. I can't remember the name of that book. It was really strange. I remember reading it thinking, this is weird. Oh, you yeah. did read it. I thought you just I read parts of it for oh, class. Okay. And I remember oh, thinking, gotcha. like, this is really strange. This person's like spot on. I can't, if we can find it. If we can find it, we'll link it later in the show notes. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. This is a podcast about resources. <laughs> True. It's interesting. But yeah, we're talking about patience, which is the fourth. Yeah. Joy, peace, patience. Fourth fruit of the spirit. Again, Fruit 
that comes from walking it with the spirit, yeah. not with the flesh. We've we've gone over that like multiple times. I'm not going to keep beating that dead horse. If you go want to hear more about what we say about that, go listen to the past couple episodes. And I think too, like to think about. Um, I, we'll probably talk about this a little later, but we had a sermon at church this week that was in Ephesians or in Galatians five today today and um just talking about like even just the theme in galatians of being crucified with christ and when it's talking about the fruit of the spirit um it's talking about we have power to do this because we've been crucified in christ um and so taking that on for like again the love the joy the peace isn't ours it's the lord's Mm -hmm. that's being produced in us through the spirit and so with patience God encapsulates encapsulates patience perfectly in a way that we never will be able to. And so it's only in our like crucif- crucified. It's only in our like crucifixion with him that we even have the ability to like be patient. Um Yeah. But the sermon today talked about that a little bit. That was really good too. So maybe we'll link that too. Yeah, it was really good. One of our elders was preaching this morning at church and kind of hidden a lot of stuff we were talking about in this series yeah, and, and awesome. more. So we're like, oh, write that down. <laughs> I know. Start recording. Well, I think something that was interesting too is his version. I think he was reading New Kings James mm-hmm. and Patience was actually... Loving kindness. Or long-suffering. Oh, long-suffering, yeah. Wrong word. Yeah, so long-suffering. Yeah. Um, and I think that just framed it differently in my head too, like being patient with others. I think he asked like in a sermon like, oh goodness, what did he ask? Like, how do you respond to people when they annoy you or something? Like, are you actually suffering? Are you long suffering with them? Like, are you going through that process with them? Are you being patient with them? And I think there are times where that's really easy to do when it's like, um, something that's favorable. Like when somebody's actually suffering and you have the ability to help them, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, yeah, I can do that. But when it's something that's, interrupting your life or interrupting your day or something on your end it's like no i'm not gonna do be long suffering like that's not worth my time and so the other one when you said you can long suffer if you can long suffer like oh i can do that that's not long suffering right that's not actually patience and to go back to your point when you you made it you without even maybe realizing it kind of hit the nail on the head it's interrupting my life. Right. It's interrupting my. No, this. I did that on purpose. It's that's called <laughs> selfishness. Right. And I think those two things go hand in hand. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think you see them a lot more when you live with someone. So if you're married, or, or even, even have if a you roommate. like, or have a roommate, or even if you have siblings at home, if you yeah. live in the house with your parents, um, if you have a child, if you have kids, I think you start to see quickly where your patience runs out. Like I remember, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I remember growing up, you know, like probably annoying my parents too much. Yeah. You know, and one of them would say like, my, my patience is wearing thin. You know, like yeah. so, something like that. Like That sounds it's so running, like scholarly. Your dad probably said it's that. Running, <laughs> it's running low. Like, and I'm losing my patience. I'm losing my patience. Yeah. <laughs> and you think about it. I never really think, thought about it until, I didn't even think about it much when we were, as us being married until we had a kid who was, asleep right now and he's not moving (laughs) oh good um i never really thought about how you know every little thing he does kind of tests my patience because he's helpless yeah 
and he can't do anything. I can't leave him alone for two seconds because he'll roll <laughs> off of something or into something. He'll swallow something, and it's it's and he wants to be. You pick him up, he wants to be put down. But you put him down, he wants to be picked up. It's like, oh my gosh, kid, let stop. And it's you realize really fast, like, wow, I lack patience. Yeah. Um, it's like I in your face. I just told you that today. Evident. Like I thought I was not a pa- I thought I was a patient person, and I'm realizing I'm not. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I'm a pretty patient person, but it's hard with him. Yeah, maybe he's the one area of my life where I think I lack patience. Yeah, so I'm curious, like, if we're talking about like, especially in our own lives, if we're using us as examples, like, and maybe. I'll just say what I'm going to say and then we can decide if we want to talk about it now or at the end of the podcast. Like what needs to happen in our lives? Like, cause there are seasons of my life where I feel like I've been more patient than others or even seasons with Atticus, like where I'm more patient with him versus not patient. What's the opposite of patience? Selfish. Impatience. Impatient. Hmm. And so, um, like I'm curious, like what, what do I need to do? Or like what needs to be happening for me to be in that state of like, already going into something knowing I'm going to be patient because for me like saying like okay I'm going to try and be patient today like that's almost like not enough because what's going to happen is something's going to Atticus is going to do something I'm not expecting or something's going to be interrupted right I'm going to be selfish because it's interrupting my schedule and then I'm not going to be patient so like Mm -hmm. I have to think to myself and I'm talking about this as like a, I'm learning in this too. Like when we say things on this podcast, it's not because we figured it out. Like I'm asking the question so that I can learn what to do too. But like what do I need to do to set myself up well to say like, okay, this morning I know something's going to happen today that wasn't in my plan for the day because I have a baby, right? Like even if you don't, things happen in your day to interrupt it. But what do I need to do so that I understand, okay, this is going to happen I don't know what's going to happen, but I need to be patient. Yeah. I think it comes back to verse 16 of Ephesians 5. And we can unpack what that means. Galatians or 5. Galatians 5, sorry. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And it goes talks about what the de- desires of the flesh are. Two of them kind of pertain to this idea of lack of patience. One of them is, let's see, anger. Fits of anger. I feel like that is a product of lack of patience. Yeah. When you get to a point where your patience is wearing thin, <laughs> or you're, you're about to lose it all, like you lose your patience, that's when anger comes in. And then the other one I thought I saw here was, let's see, maybe I was making it up. That's a good one though. But I think, I think if you're looking at people who are patient, because there are people who I, we would say, you're just a really patient person. Um, and maybe, you know, my grandma, we keep, we, there's probably, yeah, your grandma, Robin, there's people that, you know, even, you know, you look at them in their lives, you see them as patient. What they are when we're not watching is another thing, right? We can't yeah. know that, but there are people who are definitely more patient than others. Right. And I think there's a characteristic that follows that is they're walking with the Lord. Right. Um, they have a deep sense of what patience means because they know about the Lord's patience, God's patience with us. And so I, I want I want to bring this up because I think it answers your question one and also interesting thing to talk about regarding patience. So here at Mount Airy Bible Church, they have a men's three year class called oh, Men yeah. with a Mission, and I'm in it. Um, I came in. I didn't have to go through all three of the years. I came in because I was like a pastor. So I'm 
I had to just do the last year just to kind of get familiar with the material. So, but we're in, I'm in this last year and, and the class assignments for last, this was last week. Mm-hmm. My class, assi- the class assignment was you're going to teach in the class. Now I do a lot of teaching and preaching here at the church. So I was, Pastor Wally said he wasn't going to call on me, but he's going to call on random people to do it. So you better be ready kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He said, don't worry about it. I was preparing for Easter, for Good Friday at the time. We we're doing a, a thing for Easter. So he's like, just whatever. But there's some guys in that class that I could just, you just know. Right. They are not seasoned teachers and they will probably are just dreading getting called on. And so this one kid who, if I could pick anyone in that room I know didn't want to be called on, it was Aww. him. And he he actually volunteered. Oh. He goes up there, you know, he's he's saying all these ums and uhs, but but he says this one thing that I've been thinking about for like two weeks. Oh wow. He said he was talking about patience. I don't remember exactly what passage he was talking about, but he was talking about patience. And he said, Why do you think the Bible tells us so often about God's patience with us? Hmm. And we we're all just kind of sitting there waiting for him to see what he was gonna say. I was like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> And I, thought, I, like, I never thought about that. It's a weird question, too, to ask. Why would you, why would we, be, why does the Bible speak so much about why God's patient with us? I've never asked that question. Yeah. And he said, it's because God's patience is a way for him to give us grace and to allow us space to repent before it's too late. And I was like, mind blown. Whoa. Because you think about it, and you and I were talking about this earlier. And yeah. I, was, I brought this up thinking about this man with the mission class. There's not an instance where God is patient with us because we're doing good, because yeah. we're walking with him. Right. He's not patient with us because we're being holy. He doesn't need to be patient if we're always doing everything <laughs> no. right. Patience yeah. is a product of someone sinning against you, likely. Or in our, our case, it's selfishness. You know, someone might not be sinning. Someone, whoever baby. takes a long time to make yeah. pizza at the, at, the, at the pizza parlor, <laughs> yeah. they're not sinning against me. But anytime God is patient yeah, with yeah. us, it's because we're sinning. And he's giving us a chance to repent. Maybe that's his patience with us and we have to repent of our sins, period. We haven't even come to a saving knowledge of who he is. Or maybe we're walking away from the Lord. Maybe we're a Christian and we just keep having that one sin that we just keep going back to, go back to, go back to. And the scriptures talk often about God's patience with us, his long suffering. And that's a chance Mm -hmm. for us to come back to him because what's the real, what's the most just response to sin? Immediate punishment. And the wages of sin is death Death, so when we sin if we don't receive our immediate punishment that's grace that's god's patience and that kind of puts things into whole perspective so if you understand that if you understand that what that looks like in your life it it should make it easier for you to yeah to expand or or um, what's the word display that grace Mm. to other people yeah and i think that I mean, we obviously could spend so much time unpacking the Lord's patience throughout characters in the Bible, like... Yeah, every character. <laughs> literally everybody who's sinning, right? Or even in our own lives, like I'm sure me and you both and anybody listening like can think of instances where the Lord's patience has led them to their knees and like, you know, we have so many stories like that. But I think also like for the sake of this podcast, let's talk about like, okay... Most of the time when we need to be patient with other people, it's not because they're sinning against us, but maybe we do need to ask ourselves like, okay, if we're upset with this person, what happens if they never say anything about it? Like, and I think like in marriage, this helps like when we do our marriage check-ins, we have that question where it's like, um, is there any unconfessed hurt, conflict, or whatever, and we're mm-hmm. able to talk about it? And usually, there's not because we've gotten good at just talking about it as it comes up, you know. But like, 
what do I do if I'm trying to be patient with someone, but they do never say anything to me? Like, I feel like I'm not making sense what I'm asking. Are you saying what if you're being patient with someone and they just keep testing your patience? Like what I'm saying is like, basically patience is a way that we need to, we need to seek forgiveness from people, even if they're never asking for it. So like in the way we do that is through being patient with them sometimes. I'm obviously not talking about extreme situations like with abuse or something, but like in our marriage, if you're doing something small that's not really that important, like not taking out the trash or something, right? Yeah. Like if I'm losing my patience over that, that's on me to cover that situation in grace and to cover mm-hmm. that situation in forgiveness. Not me like how God is yeah. where like God's allowing space for repentance. That's not my job to do that with you when you don't take out the trash. Yeah. Like my job with you isn't to allow you to be like, okay, Matt, like I'm just being patient. And in my head I'm saying like, when is he going to say sorry? When is he going to say sorry? When is he going to say sorry? Like that's not what yeah. relationships are built on. Like mm-hmm. a relationship needs to build on, be built on the foundation of grace and forgiveness and love. Yeah. And if there's never a time where someone's asking for forgiveness or saying sorry for anything when it's important, that's probably a different conversation. But as far as like the little things that we're losing patience over, like maybe yeah. we just need to start thinking, okay, I just need to be covering this in grace. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about the solution to this is whether or not the person that you're being patient with is it kind of ignoring or taking advantage of your patience, right? They're yeah. maybe they're not asking forgiveness or they are asking forgiveness. Your calling is the same. Yeah, that's the true. response that you're required to have biblically is the same. Yeah. And that's forgiveness. Which that's is great. Hard. That's grace. Yeah. Um, you know, how many times do I have to keep forgiving my brother? They come back over and over. It's like 70 times, seven bajillion, whatever the number is. I don't even know. But 70 times seven. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I think it's only like No, I mean like, I don't know what the math. Yeah, so with four hundred and ninety one you're off the hook. But four ninety is the limit. No, but you know what I mean? Like that's what we're called to do because you can't unfortunately you can't control my response. Yeah. My dad always used to say this, so I'll say two things. My dad probably said, or my mom, that they're running out of patience with me. But they also said, my dad used to say this a lot, is don't let fill in the blanks sin to cause you to sin. Yeah. And that's, if you think about it, that is the root of a lot of our problems. If someone's wronged me, my response right. isn't to like, oh, I'm just going to wait for them to come ask for forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. When you're waiting, I'm uh, really, I'm just going to wait here and ask, wait till they come to yeah. forgive me. You can still forgive someone when they come ask for forgiveness. But if you're sitting around, like, I'm just going to wait here and have your arms crossed until they come and, and beg for my forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. That's yeah. just words. You know, forgiveness is done in the heart. So, mm-hmm. for example, let's just do something an extreme example just to drive the point home. Let's say your family, this is maybe too extreme. I'll do something. No, let's, you say, can do it. Okay, let's say your family is in a car accident because oh, of a drunk okay. driver. Oh. Your family and the driver die. He can't ask for forgiveness from you. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. But you can forgive him. Right. It's the same kind of thing. Like we don't have to wait for people to come yeah, yeah, to yeah, us yeah, to do to ask ask for forgiveness. So the the unfortunate part about all this for sanctification, and I say unfortunate, it's a good thing, but it's just hard. Is all the works on us? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like we'll use Atticus for example. He couldn't wrong us as much as he wants, but he can't ask for forgiveness. He doesn't even know what he's doing, yeah. right? So I can't control what he does. I'm like, bro, stop peeing on me. Like, I'm just trying to change your diaper. 
you know, <laughs> please stop. You know, just for two seconds. And I could lose my cool, I could do all that stuff, but that's all on me. And I think it's perspective thing too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I forget quickly that he's six months old right. and is helpless, right? Okay, take that to something more serious. A little more serious. The trash. Let's say I'm not taking out the trash. Yeah. If I don't come to you for forgiveness, or if I, if I don't come to you saying, hey, I realized that I wasn't taking out the trash, that probably bothers you. Will you forgive me? If I don't do that, you're in the unfortunate spot of having to grow and to be more like right. Christ. Because to, <laughs> to grow and be more like Christ is to go, maybe maybe there's a reason why I didn't take out the trash. Maybe there's something I don't know. Or maybe he just doesn't know how much it bothers me. Or even if he does, I'm just going to choose to put that aside and right. forgive him. That is very, very hard. Yeah. Especially because I never take out the trash. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Eliana's laughing because I always take out the trash. <laughs> I am laughing. That's why I couldn't even think of a good example. It would have been a better example if it was like, talking about me like i never do the dishes i never do the laundry because all those things are actually true and you're the one who has to grow on patience i'm so sorry (laughs) no but silly examples but what do we do now that we know the burden is on us we have to be the ones to step into situations and grow that's what i was gonna say and i don't think it always means like swallowing your words no not necessarily like especially in marriage right grace grace is or like yeah you be careful a couple things. One, I always remember my dad saying, like, be careful praying for patience because then the Lord's going to give you opportunities to be patient. And I feel yeah, like that's so true. Right? Hot tip. Do not pray for sanctification because <laughs> it will come. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. That but should be a prayer. I've been noticing this, like, especially when kids come to my room at the school for, like, as the guidance counselor, Specific- specifically, like, middle school. Yeah. Oftentimes they're upset with one of their friends for something they did. Okay. And I'll be like, oh, well, did you talk to them about it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, like I'm encouraging you to talk to them about it. So why don't you try and do that by yourself first? If you need help, like I can help you. And if that doesn't go well or whatever, they just don't want to do it. Like it moves into a conversation of like, okay, well, how can you forgive them? Because usually the situation is not like. I actually need to step in in something silly that doesn't actually matter. Middle schoolers' problems, I'm going to just assume, are very low impact. Yeah. Very <laughs> low stress. So, obviously, if it wasn't sure. something important, I would... Ileana ignores all her no. students, is what she's saying. <laughs> so, I think we have students that listen to this, so I... They, they love you. They I, I do listen to all of them. <laughs> they... But what happens is it usually turns into this conversation of patience and forgiveness and grace. It's yeah. saying like, okay, like, um, hardly ever do I tell them like, you just need to forgive them and like, move on, move on, and suck it up, them. buttercup. Like, normally, I'm like encouraging them like, okay, well, like you can have a conversation and say that they hurt your feelings. Like you're yeah. allowed to say that. That's emotional intelligence. <laughs> that's part of my job. Emotional yeah. intelligence. So. I think, though, like, as an adult, that's a really hard thing. Like, there's a reason why schools are starting to teach this to their kids, of, like, teaching them how to handle these conversations. And, like, especially now that we have a kid, like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a hard thing Mm -hmm. to teach as a parent. Like, to say, like, okay, this person upset you. How do you handle it? Like, because when somebody upsets your kid, I imagine all you want to do is, like, avoid that person and be upset with them. Right? Same yeah. thing with like in marriage, sometimes it feels good yeah. to be like, 
oh, my patience is running out, like, and just be upset. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's sometimes easier than being like, Matt, I think we need to have a conversation about something. Like, yeah. Like, that's a harder thing to do. For sure. So, choosing to be patient. You want to have it right now? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to talk about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I think. Yeah. I feel like, I hope we're not getting too far off from patience. I think it has to do with all of this. I don't think so. But, like, it's important to say, we're practicing patience in a relationship, marriage, friendship, whatever. Yes, that means we need to be gracious and loving and understanding, but that doesn't negate the need to have to talk to the person about what's going on. Yeah. Even if it's something small. Yeah. Like, even if I was upset, if, let's flip it. Even if you were upset that I wasn't doing the dishes, right? Uh-huh. Like, I wouldn't want you just to sit there and be upset and upset and upset. Like, eventually, we would need to have a conversation about that. Yeah. So let's talk about it. The dishes. I'm going to be honest with them. Just <laughs> no, but what you're saying is totally spot on. Two things can be true. You can choose how you respond at all times to these things yeah. by being more patient, by choosing forgiveness. And it's also okay to go to that person who you're in community with in some form. I'm assuming this person is close to you in some way, whether it's a spouse, a friend, a coworker, a family member, and go, hey, I just want to let you know this does bother me and let's talk about it. And that person, if they're in any kind of loving relationship with you, and I, I don't mean that romantically, I mean like biblically, right? Yeah. First Corinthians 13, kind of biblical love in the right. church. They're going to want to go, Hey, I didn't realize that. Or, you know, I dropped the ball here. I think I figured that much, but I've been selfish. Yeah. You would hope that's the response. And what's the response when they say, Hey, Oh, don't, you're, you're being too sensitive. Don't worry about it. And let's, let's just do this full circle. It's forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. And then, hey, maybe there's certain people who aren't ready to be yeah. in that mature of, a, of an adult relationship. I'll just call it that. I'm not talking about romantic relationships right now. I'm talking about people who are just living in harmony with one another. Patience is so key yeah. to living not just in society, but in any kind of functional relationship. Patience is huge. And I think like I there were friends in college where I feel like the friends that I was the closest with were friends were friends that um, were extremely patient with me and yet weren't afraid to like sit down and have a conversation when when that was needed. Yeah. And the ones who didn't handle those conversations well, like the friendships didn't sure. really last, you know? And I yeah. think that's important. Like, especially if you're talking about a marriage where like you are in a covenant relationship that's going to last your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that needs to be figured out. And like you said, let's go back to like the whole thing of fruit and the fruit of the spirit, right? Like as a believer, that's what's empowering you to do this. Like you're walking in the spirit so that you will not walk in the flesh, right? So like we need to be walking in. What does the Lord say? So to go back to like my question of at the beginning of like, what do I do to set myself up for success in this area? I think it goes back to what we always say of like, are you in biblical community? Are you reading your Bible? Like, I don't know. Like, are you doing things to set your mind right for the day? Yeah. To say like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to lean on you. Like I thought I had a prayer life before we had Atticus, but I realized I didn't (laughs) with how much I pray for him now and like pray because of him now. Right. And part of that's helping me with my patience with him. And so I would just say like, to kind of go full circle fruit of the spirit and also walking in the spirit to go back to our sermon today too means taking being obedient in that 
and taking steps to say, I'm going to be in community. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to be in prayer so that when the time comes, I already have learned how to be patient in Christ. Yeah. That's a good word. I don't know if you need to say anything more than that. Okay. You put a bit of exclamation point on it. Boop. Yeah, it's definitely hard. That was my exclamation point noise. Boop. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not an easy thing. Uh, it's going to require a lot of effort. It's going to require community. And if you're just tuning in this podcast and you listen to any of our past ones, you're probably going to hear us talk about community. And honestly, we have we didn't talk about this, you and me, but I, I think I have a challenge for the, the listeners for this next two weeks. Find someone that you consider to be in your circle of community and ask them if you're a patient person. Ooh. And say, hey, I, I just want to <laughs> just set it up. Say, hey, I want I want to – you can't ask your spouse. You have to ask someone who's a little more impartial than that. No offense, but that's just how the relationship – Why, your spouse is going to say no? Your spouse might say yes or no. Say we had an argument earlier in the day. You might say something you think I want to hear just to preserve our oh, the way our, our relationship is and things like that or like how things are going in the day. You want to find someone who's completely impartial in that moment. So I, so I would say your spouse can give you insight to this, but find someone who's not your spouse. Maybe like a sibling or something. I'll say this. If your spouse you? is the only person you can think of, then you don't have the biblical community. So let's start there. Find someone in biblical community outside of the relationship with your husband or wife if that's you, right? Don't mm-hmm. ask your kids. That doesn't count. <laughs> they just want whatever they can get from you. Don't don't trust them. Yeah, mommy, you're patient. <laughs> yeah. And ask them, hey, just set it up like this. Hey, I just, I want your honest advice about something. I want you to tell me exactly. Don't tell me what I need to hear. Tell me what I want to hear. I, I want to know what I need to hear. Will you be honest with me when I ask you this question? It's about my spiritual walk. And I imagine they'll say, sure. And just ask them, do you think I'm a patient person? And listen why? to what they say. Evidenced by blank. Yeah, tell me why. Tell me why I'm not. Tell me why I am. Are what, there, how can I improve? Exactly. I got you. Good question. And hey, um, it's probably going to sting. Not going to lie. Most of us probably aren't walking around with the title of patient. Um, I think if we, the more we look into it, people are probably going to, you're probably going to realize, yeah, maybe I'm patient in this area, but not this area. And if someone's honest with you, they might tell you, hey, you, you, could, you could work on this. And here's another way to practice yeah. patience. <laughs> Listen but, to them with, with humility yeah, exactly. and go, great. I'm going to work on that. Thank you for telling me that. And it, you would be amazed at what happens in your life. And it is going to sting because authentic biblical community isn't, it doesn't promise us comfortability. None of the Christian life does. Yeah. Right? All of these fruit of the Spirit are hard. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit to enable us to do these things. Yeah. Because without it, we're left to, well, what you see the rest of the world doing, right? The flesh, as yeah. the scripture says. So. Yeah. Wow. So that's your challenge. Go, out, go figure out if you're a patient person. Let's go talk about it, babe. Well, I guess I can't ask you. Never mind. We can talk about it. I okay. think I think to say to you <laughs> no, off air. Okay. Just kidding. But hopefully this is encouraging you guys. We hope that you're studying this. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like trying to find a place to study in scripture, be in God's word, study Galatians five. I'm about to say Ephesians, but it's Galatians. <laughs> study Galatians five. Look at the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, it's good. This is this whole area is like and this is what Van, uh, one of our, our elders said who was preaching today. He loves preaching on the Christian life and doing the Christian life well. And this is like a framework for that. If we could really, and we're not going to master this, but if we could really, just for, to use a word, master the fruit of the Spirit, man, your life is going to be something different. People are going to see that. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. So, well, that's all we got. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. See ya.